welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, and it's Zine Thursday. And today, I've got a I've got a really cool zine for you. It's called The Bureau. Now we've spoken to the authors of this zine actually here on the show, and I I I was reading through it and I liked it and I wanted to talk about it a little bit. Prepared under the direction of Josh Demansky and Goblin Archives, this is an operation manual for liminal horror. Now, if you haven't checked out liminal horror yet, I strongly suggest going out there and checking it out. I want to point out some other cool things about this before I really get into the zine. If you go to the back of this zine, it has a section on how to run this zine for Agents of the Odd, that's O-D-D, and Mothership, 1-E. So if you like this and you think it's cool, you can run it for more than just a limited horror. If you're a Mothership fan, you can pick it up. And Agents of the Odd, I'm pretty sure we mentioned it at some point in time. I, 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 in fact, I know that we, we spoke to the author of the game. Uh, I'm pretty sure we've mentioned it a few times here on the show. It's it's a pretty good little game to check out as well. So this can be run for either of those. Now, I was thinking, looking at this, there's a few things that I, I would be interested in trying out for this zine. I know that, Evelyn, I believe it's Evelyn Moreau has recently put out a supplement for Liminal Horror where you play kids kind of doing the Dark Places and Demogorgon, Stranger Things type play for liminal horror i think this could be a neat one to set in a nearby little town having this this bureau so what is the bureau the bureau is a big government building essentially a company building of sorts um that that horrible things have happened and i think it would be neat to have be playing folks from the nearby town that have to deal with it and find out weird occurrences going on and then go in and enter but the way it's set up could be fun, too. It could lend itself to a one-shot. You can definitely take this and say, okay, I'm going to try it out. I'm going to do a one-shot. But really, to do this zine justice, I'd almost do a, a multi-week arc for my game. I'd want to I'd take my time exploring this. I'm not going to say it's a dungeon, but it's pretty much a mega dungeon. <laughs> so it has... A whole section at the front giving you the, some of the basics of liminal horror and kind of breaking it down what it is. Probably be helpful to have the liminal horror book to run this. And you can pick up the liminal horror book on Exalted Funeral, physical copies of it for like something like 12 or 13 bucks. It's not very steep. It is a rules light horror RPG. If you flip back, we spoke to Goblin Archives recently, and then Light and I also did our own review of the Liminal Horror book, I believe on a zine Thursday here recently in the last couple months. What this also gives us is a whole operational experience section. So kind of like backgrounds or, or, or character classes or something along those lines for Liminal Horror. You get a whole slew of them, and some of them are really cool, and they sound like a lot of fun. The company man. Ooh, that's frightening. You have, uh, boy, this I'm not even sure how many of them are in here. You can be an intern, compliance officer, process. One of my favorite is the union steward. So you can roll yourself up a good old-fashioned union steward and try to be getting folks, folks agitated and organized in the union here at the Bureau. That would be fun. You got the unpaid interns, 
uh, different kinds of agents. One of them, one of the ones is that you've just showed up to the bureau because you meet your your friend for lunch and they've stopped showing up. So some of your starting stuff is like takeout for two was your starting gear. You could have a lot of fun with this. I like these operational experience tables for the character for the characters. It would lend itself to some fun role play. Definitely, I would assume that when you would play this, it might not be a part. If you go with it, it might not be a part of an ongoing campaign. But you could easily turn that into an ongoing campaign and do more with it afterwards. So the monolith, traversing the monolith can be confusing for even seasoned bureau agents. This giant monolith is just what's happened here. Is I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. There are uh, planar shifting and things going on and kind of horror elements bleeding out of another dimension or other dimensions, plural. And this whole bureau, this place where they've been experimenting on things, kind of like the Montauk, I think it's Montauk experiments or something like that. They talk about that Stranger Things is based on very reminiscent of that when you have that government facility and weird things are going on and nightmares, things are popping out. Only it's like a giant contained building where all these things are running around, sort of zombie-like creatures are popping out of the woodworks. There's a few others. I'll touch on some of the creatures and some of the scary things you run into that are fun. They've got key personnel. What's interesting about the key personnel, uh, the NPCs they give you here, is they give you a, a list, like this kind of the summary of who that person is, the importance of who they are. Like Amos Mortimer is like the longest longest uh, employee there he's been there since the place opened knows the most about the place things like that now it also gives you what they know like a bullet point of what they know and then it references the page number you can find that stuff on in the book itself so the way they cross-reference this that what they know and then that gives you goals what they're trying to do it also also references in some of them page numbers for where that goal would be applicable. So good stuff to note while you're running it and how you can pull that stuff in and how it would interact as you're climbing through or crawling through this not dungeon. Then we go into the confirmed contact report. The Bureau of Management has noticed an uptick in paranatural anomalies within the monolith. So something has gone awry in here. There's sort of a, the way they lay this out is there's sort of a timetable of what has gone wrong and when things will go, what other things will go wrong as you're playing through it. You've got some sort of baddies uh, with some monsters. You got drones, brutes, and ghouls. Kind of the employees have been turned into zombified type of creatures. Wouldn't exactly call them zombified, but they are tainted or whatever. And then there's there's the the these dimensional shutters when things come out. And I, and I don't know how to explain a dimensional shutter. I'll read it. Localized instances of dimensional bleed have formed in the wake of the weakening of the planar barrier. Manifestations often appear ghastly and translucent as their forms have not fully crossed into the prime material plane. So you're going to see these things. One is uh, mirror versions of yourself from another place. You've got these, let's see, appears as an, the children of Ammon appears as a normal human until approached. It splits down the middle in a spray of blood, shards of bone, and whipping intestines. So grotesque frightening horror type things uh there's the a giant twisted mass of inky tentacles that could appear and things like that 
So there are these ones seem like they're more uh, more flavor when you see these nightmarish things as opposed to a monster to fight. So things that you can run into and go, oh, no, it's frightening. And I'm sure that as a dungeon master or as a game master, or as a referee or a warden, I'm not 100 percent sure what they called the, the game master in the liminal horror core book. Uh, but as a DM or whatever, you're going to be able to have a lot of fun with some of those because you're going to be able to throw it out there. The instant reaction of the players are usually going to be, oh, I got to fight it. I got to go after it. Uh, actually, they do have hit points, so they can be depleted, but I, I don't see many other stats for them as well for attacking and stuff like that. Level one. So it gives you level to level this massive mega dungeon. It's not laid out in a, in a very like mapped out is it's more of a point crawl type map where you can see what rooms would lead to what rooms halls where you can get to where from which point which is a really good way i've been seeing more things laid out for dungeons i think it's does well for this especially if you're going to be running this big old modern building and trying to describe it there are interesting things on every floor and every level I like the flavor of how they describe the rooms and present them. Like one thing, the cafeteria, they got these orange plastic chairs, little round white tables. Uh, several of them are shattered. And it gives you after that, the other things like kind of in bullet point, what you would notice first and then kind of what you would notice last. Like some of the last things towards the end tend to be things you'd probably have to look around a moment before you run across. But some of the things you'd immediately notice are given hierarchy in that bullet point listing. So they're the first things you're going to come across, which is a good way to lay it out. Now, I don't know if I want to go through or have time to go through all the horrors that lie in each of these levels and what each of these levels are. You start off with the admin level until you move up uh, each level administration. Then there's level four. There's maintenance. Uh, there's a research facility. I like some of these different rooms and things that it, it 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 focuses on for the setting um reminds me of a lot of different horror movies and stuff that i've seen in the past really sparks the imagination gets it going well i would like to take if i'm running this i would like to take quite a few weeks to do it and it may end up being one of our wednesday night games if i ever get it around the chance to run this because it's it's pretty solid and this looks like a lot of fun to run it gives you different stats. Dr. Gal, formerly the head of the research department, alien flora from the garden interlaces with flesh and dripping shadows, obscuring the man beneath. Vines hold them aloft, so kind of floating in the air from vines, stuff growing out of this person. will descend into the garden if threatened. The uh, as they go up, one of the, my favorite parts is on these levels is you get to a part where the planer the plane starts to shift and change around. Uh, let me see if I can find which page that was exactly because there's a whole chart here where you can kind of kind of roll and check out the different different rooms you would run into or hallways and what's in them. Planer shifts. Okay, I've got a twelve sided die because it's a D twelve chart. I want to roll and see what we come up with on this one because it's cool. I rolled a seven on the first column, which is a dated motel bedroom. The detail of that, which is the next column, is overgrown plant life. And the event in there is a six, rising water. We'll do one more just to see what kind of fun stuff this can come up with. Ten, the room you run into is a cafeteria. Eight, the detail of that cafeteria is slow-burning candles. And then... 12, 
there are 2d6 drones which you can find on page 13 which was one of the that goes back to the page we were talking about the little uh the fellers that flicker in and out and then there were a few uh I don't know. The drones, I guess, aren't zombies. They're I'm not even sure what to describe. I guess people that are tainted by the by the actual uh, planar shifting that's occurring. The general office staff and agents at the earliest stages of corruption. They're a minimal threat alone, but are dangerous in large numbers. Inky black shadows engulf their human form and they twitch unnaturally from their encounter with the shadow. So really good stuff there to mess around with with the, with their the extra planar research. As you go up, there are more horrors to behold, and the the director of the program, what kind of nightmarish things, and being intertwined with the other side of this dimensional rift. Consequences: actions taken by investigators in response to different variables while exploring the monolith. So they have a whole list here of things that can happen in response to what's going on to kind of expand it and kind of get crazy with things. The entity's connection to the director is broken short term. So the director is kind of like overseeing everything connected to some great, mighty, powerful brain, little Vecna ish, maybe Uh, short term. The entity cannot cross planal barrier long term. They, the already unstable bureau is left with a power vacuum remaining key personnel vie for control. The entity seeks other means of crossing the plane order barrier. And then it kind of gives you a whole bunch of different things that can happen in response to what your characters do while you're playing through it. There's a random agent generator. Why not roll up one quick random agent and see what's going on with them? Because it's fun. I got a four for the first. And this is a D10 chart. We've got an uh, con- a department is containment. They're from the containment department. Their apparel is a seven. Business suits. The distinct feature of them is a four. They are wounded and their demeanor is six. Annoyed. Then we have fallouts. Now, this is definitely one I want to roll on while we're here. Fallout, if you're uh, familiar with liminal horror, instead of like insanities like Call of Cthulhu gives you, they give you something called Fallout, how the horror impacts you and follows you around in a given game. This gives unique ones to the Bureau. I'm going to roll for a couple. Let's roll two. Detached Shadow. Your shadow becomes detached from your body. It remains near your person for now. Roll D4 and add it to your hit points. Then two. Halo of black flame. It forms over your head, faint at first, but the longer you spend in this place, the more pronounced it becomes. Roll D4 and add it to your control. Max 18. Then we have some random items, very uh, good flavorful items. Let's let's, let's take them out. It's a a percentile. I'm going to get two tens here, and I'm going to roll percentile. I got a 60, six is zero. And the item there is a conspiracy internet form printouts, ancient aliens, cryptids, etc. One more, 38. What else do we find in here? Handheld camcorder contains a recording of you being interviewed by a person off screen. The questions didn't make sense. You have no memory of this interaction. Add one stress. So it has some fun stuff there. One last thing we'll roll on just while we're here is resonant artifacts. Drinky bird. Activation place on a level surface dips back and forth exactly every three seconds, follows the user, 
consuming an inventory slot and turns up at inopportune times. Only stop by convincing someone else to set it up. Then there's some more, there's a whole bunch of our other artifacts and stuff like that in here. Uh, I'm not going to go over those because we're kind of coming up on time. I strongly suggest it. It looks like a lot of fun. It's one that I really would like to run at some point in time in the next year or so. If I can get a group together to go through it, I will definitely be doing that. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, give us a positive review. You can find us on Facebook, search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We're on Patreon. We can really use support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.